I'm alive. We're done. Yeah, I figured. What up, what up? This is episode eight of season two of Wheel Bite. We did it. We did it. We're at the end here. This week's episode is brought to you by our guardian angel and ultimate locksmith. DJ Losada. DJ Losada. We Thank were locked out of yeah. our studio slash Ted's bedroom. Yeah, basically I fucked myself today and locked my keys in my room in the big Christmas scramble, but DJ Losada got us back in. So make sure you follow him on Instagram, Losada Spins. He's always ripping it up at Pops in the Mission District of San Francisco. So if you find yourself there, make sure you ask for him to drop some tunes this week we are just wrapping up 2018 here on the show with going into the dopest shit we saw for the second half of this year so this is the end of season two thanks for tuning in yet again hope you enjoy it welcome to san francisco i feel like i feel like it's dangling by a fucking strain of bone marrow east coast powerhouse from New York, a fabulous walk. Carter, it is fucking Friday, the fucking 10th. So I'll give you a hundred bucks and I'll take out the Denny Harness and slide that 75-foot handrail. I especially like the flip of the board. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to yet another episode of Wheel Bite, the season finale of season two. I'm here in San Francisco, California, coming to you live, Ted Theodore Mater, and with me as always is... Jay Green here. And as the year wraps up and we look back on 2018 with fond, great memories, we are coming again with an episode about... You know, what's happened in the last few months of skateboarding? It wasn't necessarily our plan to make this a finale, but it seems rather fitting that we're doing this episode and the year is almost up. And it's been a fucking amazing year in skateboarding. So there's a little like swirl. There's a little air in skateboarding right now of like coming off a of Sodi and maybe a possible controversial decision with TJ and... All the shit that's gone on, there's kind of like, I don't know, can you feel that? There's kind of like... It was kind of a controversial issue. Not tension, but like, I don't know, kind of... I feel like people had a lot to say about him being the victor, but we'll we'll get into that later. Um, For starters, though, I just want to say like, what would you say was your favorite thing from the last half of 2018? I really liked the the whole Sodi thing this year because... It was in typical fashion, Thrasher. It was a weird one. I'll put it that way. There's a lot of anticipation to it, and a lot of people thought it should have went other ways, possibly. And us getting to go to the party and see it all firsthand was uh, it was really cool because if you listen to Wheel Bite, you hear me talking about TJ all the time and how much I love him and how impressed I am with his skating and just watching him grow up. And uh, to witness it all was really, really cool. And I'm, I don't know, I'm old. Like, I like to see a little bit of 
beef maybe not beef but like i don't know i like to ruffle a little feathers and like you know push the push the boundaries a little bit which is i think what jake phelps and thrasher and all of them are constantly doing even even more so with their decision yeah this totally. year so i i like that i liked all the the shenanigans behind it and i liked seeing the supreme crew roll up hella deep and they were coming to claim what was theirs oh absolutely for me actually it's weird i didn't expect this to be the thing too that that got me but that element video there were just a handful of parts in it that were so good and so interesting like that dude modders is like on some whole other shit and it's cool to see a company like element you know say what you want about them and their involvement with like target or walmart and them being that kind of brand within skating i think it's fucking great that they put out this video with all these skaters who are truly super creative and interesting and i mean even their biggest name pros look at someone like evan smith and brandon westgate they're still pushing the envelope as far as their skating is concerned and then they have all these other (laughs) and then they have all these other guys who are very creative and that's why that modders guy really stuck out to me because his part had so many weird little things just the fact too that it kicked off with him doing a fucking handstand on his board was super funny to me and it's cool that element backs a dude like that having such like major stake in corporate you know like money also of course shout out the homie tyson yeah i mean dude their team right now is really good man um i mean we we saw how they all operate together on king of the road and it's cool that that's the kind of vibe they carry and also that video too it reminded me a lot of old trans world videos like late 90s trans world videos just the vibe of it and all the film French Fred's art direction on the video and stuff like that. The soundtrack to all the Operation Ivy, Bad Brains. There was some tortoise in there. And then Evan Smith's banger seven minute part. You know, it was just so awesome. Element has not really had a full length video in a very, very long time. And they came back with vengeance on this one. So that was really cool to see. They know what they're doing with the whole turnaround image, you know what I mean? Like like you said, they've had a, a huge kind of stigma for being a big corporate monster, but they're, they've been great at finding and fostering talent, and you're right, the video was fucking heavy, and shout out to Evan Smith. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about how I feel he got robbed for Sodi <laughs> later. Say but Sodi, one point five. I, I want to try and years. save that conversation for towards the end. All um, right, we'll try. Before we go any further, the the thing we have to acknowledge is, in my opinion, the video of the year, and I'm sure many skaters out there will agree with this. But GX one thousand put out, in my opinion, the greatest video of 2018. You know, you look at their video roll up and you truly see where skateboarding is now. It's absurd to me how far it's come and the things that they're pulling off and the inspiration they have within skating. You know, even the big name pros who've been in the game for 20, 30 years are looking at GX1000 who are still in the grand scheme of skating, very fresh and very young. 
their movement has really only been around for the last 10 years, maybe a little less. I don't even know that long. Yeah, it's been less than a decade for sure. But it's fascinating to me that they have such a grip on what is popular in skating nowadays. And we, we said some shit in the first season about we weren't necessarily stoked on the GQ thing, and we had some issues with the El Camino edit, but obviously that was just kind of a teaser for what was to come with Roll Up. They've put how many edit the two or three edits out this that year? was the they only did two they did the el camino one <clears throat> and they did the full length roll up and it was just such a fascinating look at where their skating is at now because a lot of the stuff they do you gotta imagine they have to get it within 15 minutes or less sometimes 10 minutes or less like sometimes <laughs> if it's not within the first few tries they probably yeah that's not the out. brand of skating where you're skating back to your starting point and trying a trick on on a picnic table over and over that sure as hell is quite the quite the opposite i love uh gary rogers take on right. the whole gx crew me and ted and uh the homie cuddy had a good a good laugh about just his take on the whole crew which i totally agree and i've felt this way forever which you know they have amazing amazing skateboarders in the crew and they're doing big things and creating almost a new genre of skating um but i couldn't tell you who any of them were if they were standing ne- next to me on the street and that was a funny episode of skateline too just because a lot of other things happened right when that video came out you know independent dropped a video zero turned one of their ams pro and all these things were a huge deal in the grand scheme of skating but gx just pushed all of them aside it didn't even matter you know that video just was the totality of skating for that one moment and i'm sure you know it'll keep getting the views and people will still be watching it for the next several months but it really captures that moment in skating history i mean as much as you can call it history considering it just happened but it defines what they're doing and where skating is right now in 2018 which is awesome it's awesome that you can even personify that because there is so much good stuff coming out this year i thought it was a good prelude to the supreme video and it was a good contrast also mm-hmm. because you know they had they had a fairly big premiere out here both the gx and supreme video did but you know the gx video is like they're not hyping it nearly as much as this whole supreme production but the quality of the skating and the camera work and just the grittiness of it it's you know we we go out on a limb here on on wheel bite sometimes and we're throwing the gx video way above blessed for Many reasons. I I definitely would. Um, And as much as I did love Blessed, you know, I thought it was a great video. There was so much interesting skating in that video as well and groundbreaking stuff. Again, an amazing soundtrack, but GX just had an effect on me where I felt like I had to show it to everyone I knew, whether they skated or not, because it was just so amazing and death-defying. Yeah, GX, they're able to win. they're able to like expand upon their own skating without boring people though. You know what I mean? It's like the El Camino edit 
is is a shorter edit and it, it's more like thematic you know they have kind of like a, a thing with the video mm-hmm. um but people are still not even close to tired of seeing GX footy or videos or edits. <clears throat> and for the most part, they're, you know, they're not very different. It's a similar style of shooting to an extent. A lot of long lens, big zooms. I mean, with the GX one, you kind of have to do that. But someone on the slapboard said something about Ryan Garshell, the main dude who films GX. I mean, he is gx for all intents and purposes but they said something about how this is the filmer who calls you and i thought that was a funny thing because you know when talking about my hero dan sturt all the time people always used to say he's the photographer who called you and that's totally true he he was he would be the guy who'd come up with crazy ideas that would push the boundaries and now gx is carrying that one step further but it's a video form rather than photo form. Yeah, shout out the Muse too, Peace Bliff out here just risking God. That is terrifying what this man is doing. And some of those hills that you see him bomb in that video, terrifying. if you go there in real life, you're like, who would ever think to just cruise down this at Mach 10? Terrifying. I don't even understand how you would get the balls to do that, but... They're doing it, and that's why they truly personify where skateboarding is in 2018. Also, I do want to say that none of them are from San Francisco, (laughs) and it's taken some non-Frisconians to really, really fuck these hills up. Like, that's kind of a trip to me. I totally understand that from from the local perspective. Because now they're seen as, like, the most hardcore San Francisco crew, and... Like, none of them are, I don't know, maybe some of them that are, like, affiliated, but, like, none of these, that's, I don't know, I find it interesting. Now, on the flip side of that, there are some people in the GX crew who barely had any footage, if not any footage, in the video, and that's, like, Dela and Al Davis, and I wonder, too, if a lot of the stuff they had was being saved either for the Converse video or for the Quasi video that came out this year. And the quasi video to me is really interesting because it was way shorter and to the point. It was very tastefully done. I found it interesting too that all the rails most of those dudes were doing, they're not hitting it front side or backside. They're going straight up onto the rail or they're like wallying well, that's onto the, that's it. That's the new thing. That's that's amazing to me. Like they're that's the new thing. They're entering a whole new world of how to skate giant handrails you can thank sody ave for that (laughs) i'm totally okay with that but the most interesting thing about that quasi video was they didn't put it on dvd they released a limited copy vhs and they're not the only company to have done that this year got a boner I totally, I mean, Ted, I always Ted have got a, a boner for the VHS. I always have a boner release. for obsolete formats, okay? You know, it's it's totally, totally fine. For, for everyone who collects vinyl out there, I'm sure they can understand to an extent, but it <laughs> what was... Are you, what are people like that called? Like a V of uh, something, like a, not a... My coworker refers to me as a cinephile. A cinephile, okay, there you go, yeah. <laughs> so, that makes sense. But... Yeah, they uh, they did this limited run of VHS, and they were super expensive. And I think that's funny because who's gonna buy VHS? I think that's kind of their point. Yeah, 
so only the diehards are really going to go for it, and it's a good enough video to own it. So props have, to them for really thinking have, outside the box on no, that No, yeah, that's dope. You have all these small brands now who are, like, trying things that are outside of the box, like, you know, uh, smaller brands that are buzzing. So Quasi has a sick little following and dime and all this you know others all these smaller brands who are kind of killing it with these slightly off the wall ideas you know Mm -hmm. dime glory challenge so i wanted to touch on something else first but we're going into this so no go go well no 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 let's let's go more into dime real quick because the dime glory challenge has now proven to be in my opinion the ultimate contest like Tampa, Street League, the X Games, they're all... Well, it's just completely different. Yeah, but I think skateboarding needed a contest like that that was just more carefree and fun because, I'll be honest, I don't give a fuck about the X Games or Street League or Battle of the Barracks or any of that stuff. I get that it's cool and it's important and you see some groundbreaking shit, especially at something like Battle of the Barracks, but the Dime Glory Challenge, I've kind of paid attention to it for the past few years in terms of when they release the footage of it i go and watch it but this year i was on the edge of my fucking seat waiting for them to drop that footage i could not wait and the fact too that you know i was looking on their instagram the whole weekend that they were doing it and seeing like nora and fucking jamie thomas and kalis and all these dope people who were there and there are two points from Dime I really want to touch on. Actually, I lied. There are three points I want to touch on. The first is the game of Skate versus Wade Desarmo and Ashad Ware. And Ashad's broken ankle. I honestly was ready to start putting money down on Ashad to win. Like Dude, he had a, he had a I know he ankle. did. I know he did. But he was posting all that footage of him at the island, I, yeah. like <laughs> clowning on that was Wade. So good. Yeah. And Ishad is one of those dudes who you can kind of just put him anywhere and on anything and he will kill it. It does not matter. It's my favorite. It is totally irrelevant. He fucking owns skating on all terrains. He's the ultimate agent. And who doesn't want to see Wade Disarmo lose? Yeah, and I mean, I don't have anything against (laughs) someone like Wade Disarmo. I think he's a fucking talented-ass skater and he definitely has such a crazy bag of tricks. It's impossible to ignore him. But... Because of how people jock his shit so hard, I wanted to see Ishad walk away from that as the champ. And he failed, and that's fine, and I hope that one day they find someone who actually can beat Wade Disarmo in a game of skate. Fail. Come well, on. I mean, he lost. The dude's injured. Yes, but still, I had so much faith in Ishad, like, I was even talking shit to people about, like, oh, I, I bet he's going to win it. The second thing I want to discuss is fucking Cater, dude. The the tail drop challenge was an amazing addition to their repertoire. But the fact that little Cater was the victor, that says volumes about where that dude's career is going. He's more than just Baker's new little kid shredder, because Baker's known for having little kids that are sick, but maybe they burn out too quick. But Andrew Reynolds is doing an awesome job at really keeping that kid on the right track and the fact that he won that contest right there says a lot about where well, he's the, going. I mean the tail drop alone was insane the kid was like fall, free falling in the air for like four seconds yeah it's absurd 
And then the final thing I want to bring up is how Wecking Ball truly <laughs> proved that he is a fucking heel of skateboarding. Like, in wrestling terms, that's the villain. And he has no problem embracing that role. But I also love that he really played into the hype about him appearing at the Dime Glory Challenge because maybe a day or two before the actual event, he posted some photo on Instagram of him in the hospital and it said, like, you fuckers are lucky. Yeah. So he was tricking the world at large into thinking he was bailing on the Dime Glory Challenge. Well, they had because, the whole little skit before he... Well, that came later. We didn't know that when he posted yeah. that photo. What I want to get at with something like Dime Glory Challenge is it's a lot like pro wrestling in that sense. Like, they really have all these cool buildups and almost this, you know, with, with wrestling, you know, they're always cutting promos. You know, The Rock comes out a week before WrestleMania and calls mm-hmm. out some motherfucker. Yeah. I don't know. I don't pay attention to wrestling enough, but it's the same idea. Like, the Jean Claude Van Damme. Wade Disarmo shit. I mean, yeah, they're hyping them up the same way. It's super funny. And it keeps the event fun and interesting, and I love that for fucking the Dime Glory Challenge. They keep people's personas in the forefront for the challenge, especially when it comes to, like, those more personal challenges, especially, like, the Ashad Wade thing. And then the Wecking Ball thing was, you know, I feel like you kind of knew he was going to win that event that he was a part of because he's that's his whole shit yeah he's the most jack skater that's his thing props to dime for keeping the contest do you think he actually won it or he i mean we've watched it happen it's not like it was i don't think it was rigged everyone was hella scared away yeah yeah you know who's gonna want to like step to this dude that's three times everybody's size he's obviously gonna like get one up on you and push you into the fucking foam pit now i'm gonna backtrack a bit to what I was saying before, because we were talking about Quasi, and we talked about Element. These were both videos, along with the Supreme video, that I had to first view on Pornhub. So, I do want to reflect on this trend. We've mentioned it in the Supreme episode a bit, but you're now starting to see all these videos get uploaded to Pornhub real fast. It should be mentioned that we posted it on the Wheelbyte Instagram. Oh, and yeah. someone reported us. That was when I was watching the quasi video, yeah. and I paused it for a second because it was buffering. It was, it was like a giant vagina. It was a vagina, and it told me to click here to find out about female ejaculation. <laughs> I thought it was super funny because, you know, normally on YouTube, if you pause a fucking video, like, you'll get an ad for vans that might pop up in the corner or something, or an ad for fucking... An actual skateboarding ad. Yeah, but this is Pornhub. And also, they're mislabeling the videos solely so it's harder to track them down. Mainly, I find out about these through the Slap message board, or someone will link me. It's just so funny that that's become the standard. And most of the time, I feel it's because of soundtracks. Whatever company they want to tear it down for fucking uploading it illegally, go for it. But I feel like 90% of the time people are doing it on Pornhub because none of the music is going to get cut out. And that says something about how skaters appreciate these videos. Well, it's, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know the inner workings of websites and 
Well, you. I have you know I've only been on a porn website once or twice in my life, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I would imagine that it's harder than YouTube or something like that <laughs> well, to uh, you know like. Well, YouTube's copyright laws and, are super intense. Right. You know, if you upload a video with music to YouTube, if it doesn't meet some sort of copyright standard, it immediately gets its sound pulled. I mean, even our first season of Wheelbutt, I put up a video on YouTube of one of our episodes, and there was just a little bit of footage from Viceland on it, mm -hmm. and they took it down immediately. It didn't even stand a chance. It it didn't pass their copyright laws. Viceland's and not therefore, fucking real bite. Yeah. And I mean, whatever, you know, you gotta pay to play for that kind of shit. We're coming for him. But yeah, we're, Vice, hook, hook it up if you, if you can. Bro, if you want to, we're down. It's just interesting to me, though, that we've reached that point. You know, skate videos are such this cherished art form, and people want to see them in their purest, most rawest form. And because either you have, like, 48 hours to view it on Thrasher, or you have to buy one of like a few DVDs. You know, your options are slim. You only get such a chance to view them necessarily. That's why people are resorting to uploading them to Pornhub, so there's a longer window of time to possibly see the video. Yeah, shout out to Slap Message Board, man. And shout out to you because I've woken up to two different texts with, with Pornhub, Pornhub links. Pornhub links because of Ted and. Uh, yeah, the Supreme video was in the gay porn, I believe. Yeah, it was called Fat Bill Sucks Cock. Yeah, and I, <laughs> man, that's awesome that there's, like, 12-year-olds all across the country who, like, heard about it, because I went back on the slap message board mm -hmm. to try and refind it, and there's just, like, that's so funny, there's hella little kids everywhere, like, searching in the gay porn section, <laughs> like, for the Supreme video. So what? One of the other videos. That I'm I sorry. Had, this episode <laughs> is getting weird. One of the it's getting weird. One of the other videos I saw, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but I saw parts of on it was uh, the foundation video that dropped this year, Souvenir. I don't necessarily have a lot to say about the video itself because, like I said, I only saw pieces of it. But I do think we're entering an interesting time for Foundation because the last several years they've sort of been under the radar not like they're always there you know foundation is a classic company they have been around since the late 80s they've boasted so many amazing skaters over the years they've been around but within the last few years i feel they've really started to come back and make an impact and their team is so good dude nick merlino Corey glick Aiden Campbell, like, they're all really good skaters, and they're doing things that are actually, like, pushing the envelope in a big way, and one of the things I thought was interesting, I can't remember who they were talking about on King of the Road, but when they were interviewing uh, Don Luong, their videographer, and he said when one of them got on the team, he felt that, oh, Foundation's, like, starting to get sick again, that's what he was saying in his interview, and it's cool to see that they are coming back into the forefront and boasting this team that is truly on the level. You know, Nick Merlino switch ollied El Toro. Yeah, that was That's gnarly. fucking insane. And then Corey Glick, it was Corey Glick who had that crazy trick that the we just saw. The 270 nose blunt, yeah. Yeah. That's... I mean, they still have 
like fairly big backing though with Tomietto. Yeah, but I mean, they're not the company that kids are like, "Oh, I love Foundation." You know, that was more our generation that, that fucked with you. Foundation. Yeah, fuck you, man. That was you. <laughs> yeah, I did. Art bars, subtitles, and seagulls over here. Yeah, my knit beanie art fag shit. It's cool, just... man. <laughs> I'm into it. But I'm just happy to see that they have this team now that, you know, they can keep it moving forward in a big way. And that's good. Their legacy lives on well, in being 2018. Well, being on national television doesn't hurt. It doesn't, but at the same time, you know, they put out Oddity only a year ago. I, you're, you're right. I'm, I'm not trying to... They have amazing talent right now, for sure. Corey, like the, I'm a huge fan of Corey Glick. And... But the fact that they put out two full lengths within a year of each other, that's almost unheard of this day and age. Sure. You know, it's yeah. great to see that they've fostered that kind of talent now and they're on the up and up again. But meanwhile, there's the flip side of that with some of our favorite companies... And with that, I want to take a moment to dwell on the new girl video, which I actually liked Doll a lot. You know, I've rewatched it a few times since I saw the premiere, and there's some really good skating in there. And I actually think Tyler Pacheco is one of the fucking best skaters that's out there right now. He's fantastic he's having fun on his board he doesn't take it too serious yeah and he's got personality he's yeah he's lovable in that sense and that's a great dope different trick selection but he has the basics also and then who's the one that just got the cover of thrasher with that crazy like oververt wall ride is that um simon 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 bonero is that him who got the fucking cover hang on we're gonna find out real quick was I mean I enjoyed the video. It was definitely me and Ted had some back and forth about it. It was clearly a brand new look for the girl chocolate fam in being that they've had some of if not the most anticipated big release skate videos of all time and then here comes this kind of out of nowhere internet edit that they were calling an actual video call me old school but it it threw me off a little bit and i didn't hate it i didn't dislike it but for them to be calling that like i don't know was it really supposed to be a full length were they trying to get the industry and the fans a little more familiar with their younger riders clearly they were but like it was it was out of character for sure yeah um by the way, it was Simon who got the cover. I yeah. wasn't wrong about that, thank God. Word. But, yeah, I mean, I look at girl videos, too, as this sort of big hype thing, you know? When you look at where they came from mouse to yeah, right, it was a huge deal. Yeah, big and production, then, lots of anticipation. And then from yeah, right to pretty sweet, even bigger anticipation. And you can throw a fully flared in there, yeah. kind of, because it's under same the same difference. umbrella. But between the flare and doll, it's it's out of character for them to release videos like that out of nowhere. And maybe they're trying to kind of shed that skin where everyone has these crazy high expectations for a girl video. It's a little disappointing to me because that's part of what I think made their company great. 
You it's know? a huge part of their whole thing. Yeah. I'd say it's a very, 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 very big part. The fact, too, that Spike has kind of stepped down from heading up those projects. And, and I know all... he kind of has to. He's He's gone on to do crazy, huge things at this point in his career. We know that. He's winning Oscars. But at the same time, he is such a crucial part of that girl aesthetic and feel I don't know. It's a departure, but maybe who knows? I, when I ran into Carol at the premiere, I asked him if the next chocolate video was going to be called Bar, and he kind of chuckled, but doesn't that make sense? He punched you. But that makes sense. Like, girl doll, chocolate bar. Come on. Like, that's clever marketing right there. doesn't take a genius to figure that out. On one of our earlier episodes this season, we talked with our friend Polly about where skateboarding was in the mainstream media. And there are three movies that came out in the last half of this year. And, you know, when we recorded the episode with Polly, we were more talking about just how that has become such a caveat within the industry of, you know, skateboarding being this marketable thing. But now you had three movies. I've seen all of them. I don't know how many you saw. This marketable thing that's never marketed properly. Right. And now all of a sudden you have three movies that were really pushing to make sure it was marketed properly. So the first was mid-90s, which Jay and I actually saw in the same, uh, the same time. It was quite nice. We went with a group of friends. We all ate dinner. And then uh, we went and watched Jonah Hill's new movie about children getting into skating and being debaucherous little assholes, which, in my opinion, was actually the biggest flaw of the movie, like, now that I've seen it and been able to digest it a little more. What do you mean? I just hate that, you know, the kid found skating, and it didn't change his life necessarily for the better in the sense that, like, he became a better person. He kind of just became more of a little asshole, you know, the way he treats his mom and it's great that he survives the car crash and everything, but all those kids were kind of dicks and like they corrupted him. It wasn't about how skating made him a better person or figure out more about himself. Well, that's not a flaw. It might not be a flaw in the movie. I think if anything, that was maybe the most accurate part of the movie. Well, then on the flip side of that though, you have, uh, skate kitchen which was about female skaters in new york and i didn't know this until like two weeks ago but they're actually like a real crew of skaters the yeah, same yeah, way like yeah. illegal civ yeah. was the crew that made up mid 90s the skate kitchen girls are all part of this clique in new york city new york, yeah. and they just kind of embraced what they were already doing in real life and made a movie about it and i actually felt that and movie was jaden smith in there they did throw jaden smith in there but that's like just to get a little star power because there was nobody really he can known heel flip. in that movie. He can heel flip. Okay, well, good for fucking Welcome to Earth's Son, but <laughs> fucking that movie I actually thought was more authentic in terms of how skateboarding can positively affect somebody's life because that girl, like, she was totally lost in the beginning of that movie. She's being raised by a single mother who doesn't speak English very well. She lives on Long Island in the suburbs. She doesn't have many friends. She's at the skate park by herself. And then she goes to the city one day and she meets these girls who just understand her 
And I think that's one of the great things about skating. I mean, they kind of touch upon that in mid-90s, but not really, because at first, like, they're picking on that kid left and right, like, hazing him into the crew. But meanwhile, you have this girl, and the minute she meets all these other girls, she truly feels like herself. But then on the flip side of all of that is Minding the Gap, which did you hear about this one or see this one? Mm Mm-mm. It was a documentary on Hulu about these three skaters. The documentary is actually, for the most part, about toxic masculinity and how skateboarding kind of showed them a life outside of that, but also not really because one of them is such an asshole to his baby mama, and then one of them like actually gets a career going out to try and turn pro, and then the third kid is the dude making the movie, so obviously that's where his story goes. It's him now making this movie. But, you know, they were all products of domestic abuse. Skateboarding was what bound them together. And that part of the story is really interesting. And that's what I think, you know, they didn't touch upon it as much. It's more about them living their day-to-day lives as skaters in this town and trying to just exist in the modern world. While the whole world around them is telling them to act one way, like a fucking macho asshole, but they're trying to for the most part, shed that skin so they can break the cycle of how they were raised. The thing about all three of these movies, though, that I think is most interesting, and it goes back to something like Kids, is all these movies starred real skaters. None of them went out and found actors to actually play these people. They found skaters who just happened to have chops acting. I I really liked mid-90s. I thought it was... It was more gritty than I thought it was going to be, and it kind of caught me off guard in that aspect. And I thought that it was pretty accurate, and didn't Jonah Hill didn't seem like he was... He wasn't out to really make any friends with the movie. He mm-hmm. wanted to really accurately portray a scene and a feeling, and I think that he was able to do that, and he has, you know... It's a skate nerd's wet dream in that video with all, like, you know, the old Menace gear and just, like, everything is, like, very... Hits all the nostalgia. Um, But it was awkward at times, and it was intense, which I think made it good. I think what what you're seeing maybe as a flaw or not is kind of his whole goal with that movie was that it was it was more about being accepted into a subculture and a family other than kind of with skate kitchen i guess is more of like it's more of an accurate modern take think, on what's going on now with yeah. like everyone being accepted into skateboarding and just kind of this like outpouring of love for the whole community that we're all seeing now and it's a good. It was a good uh, separate but different, mm-hmm. or I mean, uh, but the same at the same time. Yeah, no, no, you're you're right, and I mean that's why I like Skate Kitchen more is because I did feel it was more accurate as terms of today's standards go. You know, the girl, she finds these friends via Instagram. She sees a post that says like girl skate session Lower East Side Park this time this date so she just decides to the most accurate thing in the world i mean it is nowadays too especially for female skaters because they are the few while the males are the many and they're all trying to like fend for one another which is that's the beauty of the camaraderie of skating so 
they go out there to do these sessions with all women and this girl, you know, she responds to that and she finds herself through these meetups. And I'm sure that's accurate for other women who are getting involved in skating at this point in history. So I thought they captured it well. And I hope that that movie, you know, it's on Hulu right now. So if you have a Hulu subscription and you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. But but more importantly, if you've never seen Street Dreams, oh God, get the fuck out of here. you should check that out because that is real, a very, the most accurate depiction of skateboarding and what it's like to be a skateboarder fucking punch you in the face (laughs) street dreams is the worst movie ever made ever if Um, you haven't ever seen it and just like go take a look at what our own did to skateboarding my point is is now skate kitchen is more widely available so (laughs) i hope that some of you go out and see it and i hope that that movie inspires a generation of young women to go out and actually skate and make friends through that walk of life there's a big a big move i don't even want to call it a movement because i feel like that's kind of disrespecting it because they have just as much right women have just as much right to skate and love skateboarding as anyone else does um so i don't i don't know about that but like yeah there's there's a big undeniable force coming from the female side and it's dope to see that and uh it's not gonna stop anytime soon i don't think and i'm honestly hoping it leads to like we get a female sodium within the next two to three years i've been thinking about that i i want to see a woman like Tyshawn winning. She's got to really deserve it, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't just be handed off, but, like, Tyshawn marked the second African-American skater of the year, so that's happened. We truly need a quality female skater of the year, and there's some good contenders who are out there right now, like Lacey Baker, Samaria Brevard, you know, in the next year or so, or two years, whatever, one of them could drop a banging part that just melts all of our faces and earns them the right to get that trophy. And now since we're on the subject of that, we might as well settle this debate of Sodi. People seem to think that Evan Smith or Zion Wright got robbed. There was a joke article one of our friends sent us about it was like Tommy Lauren Tommy Lauren or Tommy Well no Lauren he it, it was just Fox News was yeah. commenting on Zion no, Wright getting robbed, right. yeah, and I yeah. I responded saying like, "Oh, I hope Tommy Lauren covers it on her fucking show tonight," which she wouldn't. She'd probably just skip that altogether because she's a racist cunt. But you know, Evan Smith was King of the Road MVP, got covers, and put out one of the best video parts where he did revolutionary tricks at famous spots. Like, his tricks he did at fucking Bezos in Barcelona are insane. It's amazing that he could even think of those tricks. And on the flip side of that, you know, he ended his part with that 540 off that fucking bump. Tiny little, yeah, launch bump. But, like, again, NBD at that spot... And, of course, he's the one who's crazy enough to fucking do it. He's pulling out late shoves left and right. And then, meanwhile, Zion is just, like, destroying everything in his path. And I think that's the controversy of Tyshawn winning it, is that 
he did the Supreme video and then he put out a little thing on Thrasher after that where he's just killing it over trash cans in New York City. And that's all fine and dandy, but those were the only things we saw and it was until the end of the year that this push happened. And we talked about that a little bit in the Supreme episode, but... I think, here's my thing, is with... Zion is an amazing, like, athletic specimen in my eyes. Like, he's just a little... Not a little kid, but he's a kid who can do head-high 540s and skate 18 stair handrails, and he's kind of superhuman. And he's amazing. He's really, really amazing. And he put out a couple really amazing video parts, but did his skating change skateboarding this year? No. Evan Smith now, I think he's a little closer to it. Okay, mm-hmm. so I, I narrow I narrow in on him and TJ as my front runners. Because this is like a new thing with the internet age mm-hmm. of the Sodi push of like people putting out parts and whatnot at strategic parts of the year i think with evan smith is it's almost become too normal he put out parts last year we've seen him on king of the road he put out a few parts this year and i'm not i'm not like trivializing or dumbing down anything he's done because i think it was as close of a tie as it could possibly be in my opinion with him and tj Mm -hmm. but tj is his footage is way more you know we don't see it as much and when when we see it it's like it's like major shock factor and he has the goliath of bill strobeck and supreme behind him and adidas and it's just I think in the Supreme episode, I was kind of like hating on, not hating, but like, I was like, well, this is kind of ridiculous. The Supreme video comes out and now everyone's claiming he's skater of the year before he won it. But I had a conversation with a buddy a couple weeks ago (coughs) and it comes down to like, who changed skateboarding, who shocked, who really, really shocked skateboarding this year. And when I kind of reframed it like that, it made a little more sense to me that TJ was picked. I do see the heavy industry favoritism. I mean, come on. Like, let's be serious, you know? Like, they're they're the cool guys club, you know? That whole crew. And, uh, you know, shout out Evan. Evan, will, I'm sure he'll probably get one. He certainly deserves to get one mm-hmm. in, in it sometime soon. But, you know, it's... Uh, it's a lot of politics, I think. It is. Like anything else in this world, the Oscars, the fucking grant, any sort of awards thing is a political issue. And I'm not saying I don't think Tyshawn didn't deserve it because he did shit that was amazing. Like that switch back heel he does at the end of his part where like KB is pulling the fucking bike away from the security guard and he gets it and they all just take off and jump in the van. That personifies such an amazing element of skateboarding to me. And he captured that swimmingly. The fact, too, that he's doing all these tricks over trash cans on fucking flat. I remember we were watching The Reason once at your house like a million years ago. And we were laughing because we watched feedback right before that i think and carrie gets was like doing tricks at love over trash cans that were just like on their side and then we're watching stevie williams just go over these things on flat 
We're like, what the fuck? Like, look at this dude. He's why is Carrie Getz getting this footage? And then Steve Williams is just blowing him out of the water. And that's sort of how I felt when I watched that trash can thing that Tyshawn Jones did. He's doing that shit. No problem. It doesn't even look like it's hard for him. See, my thing is sure the the tricks, the individual tricks he's doing are amazing and mind blowing. And the blessed part was great, but to me it's more of like how he skates not this specific sure the specific tricks and all that make make up that but like it's just his raw like fuck you attitude giant pushes through the streets of new york he that line where he front boarded like a head high tractor and it was like on instagram and it was all spur the moment i think that's like everything that thrasher wants to personify with skater of the year is like just a very raw pure sense like skater you don't see him all around contest too much he's not you know his footage like i said is is more sparing and i mean it's i enjoy it now it's good we never had this before when mike carroll and all these other dudes were winning skater of the year it was like yeah duh mike carroll's skater of the year like are you fucking kidding me well i love too that tyshawn is someone too who's so young and really had to fight for like where he is today you know we we were at the party we watched him give his very heartfelt speech and you know talk about his mom and everything and it's a beautiful thing. It really is to see him shine like that. And then on the flip side, though, I, I still feel like Evan Smith could have had his moment this year. And But you know what? With someone like Evan Smith, though, he's always going to outdo himself. He's so fucking talented. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. And that brings us to the final topic of all this, and that's next year. It's It's going to be 2019 less than a week after we air this episode and skateboarding is going in the craziest fucking direction i honestly have no idea what we're gonna see next year we could get entirely new companies from people we love or some of the companies that we've loved our whole lives have could put out something amazing or disappear or completely disappear i personally think that's more the direction we're going for we're seeing a lot of cult following of small skateboarding brands and smaller projects and you know talking about the girl chocolate project and that company kind of we all know that they've their umbrella has struggled with the business side a little bit um and it's sad to say and you know this is what we grew up on what we love but clearly the last couple years we see where this wave of skateboarding is going and it's cool in one sense but you know it's it's weird also it can only last so long and i mean even something i've heard through the rumor mill that zero is putting out this next video and that's like the end they're like done (laughs) i mean i don't think they've explicitly said that but the word around the campfire is that they just don't have the same pull that they used to. So they're going to do this one video and then like maybe Jamie will just retire, but they're, and they're talking about I how it's be surprised kind of the end. Jamie did some, like I'm kind of bowing out type of thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised at all. We're also supposed to see a new Baker video in the next year or so. And I think that's going to be a lot like the girl situation and that we're going to see the changing of the guard. It's not going to be 
Andrew Reynolds and Jim Greco. I mean, obviously Jim Greco and Eric Ellington have Death Wish and stuff, but you're not going to see the same camp that you saw fucking 15, 20 years ago. It's going to be this whole new crop of young people, and that's who they're going to be really putting their money behind. And that's what's happening with a lot of our favorite old companies is that it's this whole changing of the next generation. But at the same time, like you said, the birth of new smaller companies is super interesting to me. You know, Mark Johnson always seems to have a new company up his sleeve. Dom Pendleton just dropped a new company, which the graphics are super interesting and cool. There's so much room for new and interesting companies and products to come out. And that's why I'm honestly excited to go into 2019. We saw so much good skating this year, and next year it's only going to get better. So why fight it? <laughs>